You're listening to Comedy Central. Hello there. Welcome to the podcast. It's a hit a pod with Nikki Glazer. I just chugged a coffee. It is now sinking into my veins. I didn't feel it for about 30 seconds, and now it's really hitting the spot, and I'm kind of nodding off in a um, in a caffeine way. The way that drug addicts feel when they're like, start like nodding off that must be the best feeling ever I know it looks really terrible but that's got to be like when it's the best is when you're just like slumped over and drooling that's got to be when it like feels the best or maybe it's when it's first you inject it into your veins I don't really know how heroin works however I do know how caffeine works and it's about um the hit on that it first of all it tastes delicious so then I chug 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 and that feels really good and then I wait and I'm like it's not enough and then I chug more and I'm like eh. And it just now took about a minute, and now I'm feeling it. Um, it feels pretty damn good. I've been really trying to cut down on my coffee consumption, as I've talked about on the podcast before. I tried to go one day cold turkey, and I lasted till about 4 p.m. And uh, and since then, I've just done a, like one and a half cups a day. And then I don't have it the rest of the day. And I seriously am just white-knuckling it. Like, this isn't the solution. Just... Cutting down is not a solution. Quitting entirely, also not a solution because the the side effects are too terrible. You know, like it, I, I, I do think that caffeine is such an addiction that if you try to stop, you people are talking about it. Like I'm on that Reddit thread and people just continually, I'm reading stories about their people that are quitting during quarantine because they have more time to detox from it. But it's brutal to detox from caffeine. Like the first week or so you're just you sleep so much you have a headache constantly I mean, it's, it seems like torture I just can't do it I just can't do it right now and I do realize that maybe I should just shut up and just keep enjoying it like everyone else who is living a lie and pretending like you like the taste of coffee you don't like the taste of coffee it tastes like ass you know it does it's disgusting you never understood why parents liked it. It smells all right, but you're only you only like the taste because it makes you feel caffeinated. That's what you're responding to. And I know you're like, "No, it's different, Nikki. I love that no you don't. There's no way you can sell me on it." And I'm one of you. I'm convinced I like the taste of coffee, but there's no way you do. It tastes like ass. So I put in other things to decorate the taste, which tastes delicious, almond milk, stevia, shout out. But the coffee is what I'm really after, that like jolt. I love it, but it's unnecessary. I don't want I don't want to be addicted to it anymore. But for right now I have to be. I just can't deal with quitting that shit right now. It's seriously, I respond to it in such the the withdrawal is so uncomfortable, you keep doing it. I mean, that's the problem with every drug addiction is that people can't get through the discomfort of the withdrawal. But caffeine is a legit withdrawal. Like I didn't realize it was gonna be as bad as it was. Um, that I felt even in a half day of doing it. So although I have not conquered that addiction, I will. I just spit out my other addiction, which is gum. I chew so much fucking gum. It's because I'm just, and everyone's like, oral fixation. I just like something in my mouth. No, you don't. You just like don't want to have to not be consuming something constantly. I'm either chewing gum, I'm chugging coffee, or I'm taking a nap because... Or I'm eating actual food. You know, it just never ends. I always have to be consuming something. I don't understand people that can just like not have a thing that that they that they do to keep them going. 
you know? I would love to. That's what I want to get to. If I had any goals as a human being, it would be to have nothing that I need to do every day besides things that make me feel good and don't have a bad side effect. You know, because meditating, it's annoying to do in the moment, but it has benefits in the long run. Therapy, same thing. Annoying to do in the moment, costly, great in the long run. Coffee, great in the short term, terrible in the long run. Messes up your sleep, fucks up your adrenals, um, makes you dependent on needing more. You have to stop for coffee before everything. Like, imagine like not having to stop for coffee in the morning or make coffee or do it. It's like that saves you a lot of time. And it's just this thing that we've shoved into our day because of what? Because how did we exist without it? Who knows? Um, you know, stuff like that. Writing, getting work done doesn't feel good in the moment feels good in the long term eating love it in the moment hate um hate it in the long term you know like if you eat too much you're gonna the long term is gonna be suck but the short term is so good so I was reading some book or reading some listening to some TED talk who was I fucking listening to that was talking about this that it's all about splitting things between the rewards god I'm just consuming so much self-help I can't even keep fucking track anymore I think it was, um, oh, it was a guy that Sam Harris was interviewing on his podcast and he was just talking about forming good habits and how all the habits that we have that are good habits have long-term effects and we want things right away. It doesn't serve us to wait on things. Um, our survival instinct wants like, um, no, maybe that would, I'm mixing theories. Never mind. But whatever he was saying, it was like good habits are hard to form because they have no short-term benefit. And everything that's good for you has no short-term benefit. It's all long-term. And everything that's bad for you feels good right now. Doesn't that suck? Couldn't those all just match up? So you could just keep doing the things that feel good over and over and it would never feel bad. But everything in moderation, right? I really could get into like masturbating. I think I could get addicted to masturbating. I see how people do that. I know this um this girl wrote a book. God, what was her fucking name? She's so good. I read this book that she wrote called like it it was about jerking off too much. She was addicted to sex. Let me look it up. Sex addiction book. And I interviewed her for my show and I feel bad that I don't remember. Oh, Laura Garza, I think her name is. I'm going to look this up. She was addicted to sex and she went into real, oh, it's called In Getting Off. In Getting Off. It was a great book. If you have any sex addiction or like, I mean, this girl was just masturbating to like her vagina would not bleed, but I, maybe, I don't know. She was, it was wild. It really was a great read about how people can become addicted to masturbating and you could just zone out all day. Like, I would do, I bet people have injured themselves. I mean, I've injured myself from doing the things I love too much. I chewed so much gum in high school or in college that I had to get a fucking surgery on my um, tongue. It's all related to eating disorders. Girls that chew a lot of gum, they generally tend to run a little uh, anorexic, if you ask old glazed dog. But, you know, I can smell it from a mile away, the gum that they're chewing. No, I know, I know when a girl has anorexia in her past. If she's, like, addicted to gum, addicted to soda, like, you know, seltzers. Um, and, and most women do have some kind of form of like starvation and like way of handling it where they just binge like dumb foods. Like I can just, all the traits are there. We all share these similar things. So anyway, the gum thing, I used to fucking chew so much gum and everyone would be like, Nikki loves gum. And it's like, no, I'm just like pushing down feelings. I'm literally addicted to gum. 
in a way that people were like addicted to cigarettes. I, I'd be like, I was I had a three pack a day habit, and that ain't nothing, dude. Three packs, I could zip through three packs. And I know you're like, that seems insane. It is insane. It is insane. Um, but I know I'm not alone. The only reason I'm able to admit that is because I've recently heard other stories of girls being addicted to gum, and I had I had to lie to all my friends. I had this mouth surgery because my fucking um, one of my salivary glands was in, uh, calloused and like beaten up so much by me chewing that it turned it blocked and then I had this buildup and it made me have like a bullfrog like bubble underneath my tongue like legit clogged clogged salivary gland so it was just filling up with like um spit all day right because it couldn't leak it was fucked dude I had this gigantic and it's called a ranula look it up I've told about this before on my shows before but I don't think I told it was about chewing gum which is an embarrassing thing to admit that I did it to myself I didn't even tell my dentist I'm like I don't know even though I totally knew it was from just snapping fucking cinnamon gum all day and cinnamon gum is abrasive and it like is spicy so it it makes little abrasions in your mouth and then that makes it even worse you can get canker sores I mean it's cinnamon gum I can't even touch I can do like a couple pieces and then I have to back away because that can really fuck up your mouth and I'm not joking you look up people getting like burns in their mouth from cinnamon gum it's a real thing so I'd have the surgery on this thing called ranula and ranula is latin for bullfrog because it looks like you're a bullfrog because you have this giant bubble underneath your tongue so again I'm not alone this is a real thing but it's so embarrassing that it's named after looking like a frog. I mean, these are the things that my, the things I love, the things I'm addicted to lead to me having to have oral surgery. So, you know, I was talking to someone recently, reading something about, no, I was talking to someone about, um, no, I was listening to like a speaker tape of like a self-help thing. And someone was sharing that, um, what were they sharing that they, oh fuck, I was just onto something. Oh, that, you know, there are these people that just never let themselves have any pleasure and that they realize that they were one of those people that like the thing they're, you know, I was listening to a speaker tape about, uh, I'm, tr- I'm not trying to be vague here. I'm trying to respect the anonymity of certain things that I do, but someone was talking about the struggle that they have and they're like, yes, I have this struggle, but I also it's hard to be mad at myself about the struggle because I seem to be mad at myself about anything that I do. Like, it's never enough. Like, yes, Nikki, it's good. Like, for me, it's like, yes, good, I quit drinking because that was harming me. But do I need to quit coffee? Coffee brings me joy. Or does it? Where do I differentiate between the things are just like pure, you know, creature comforts and when I have to cut them out of my life? Does anything enjoyable have to be cut out? You know, for a while I was like, oh my God, I'm a sexual anorexic. That's what I thought I was because I just haven't had sex in so long and I'm almost scared of it. And I either binge on it when I'm in a relationship and I want to do it all the time or I just don't have it at all. Like it's all or nothing for me. But it's also like maybe I should let a little joy into my life. You know, maybe everything doesn't have to be all or nothing. But I don't know. I tend to want to judge things when I know I'm doing them secretly or compulsively or like in a way that seems you know if I saw the way I drink coffee if someone filmed me drinking coffee and showed it to me I'd be embarrassed because it's like I like will tip the cup and like smack it on its ass to like 
hit the foam down into my mouth because a lot of times I was getting lattes. I haven't had a latte for so long. It sounds like I'm having a latte and I'm talking like Kramer from that episode where he was getting lots of lattes because he struck a deal with the um, company that burned him. And he was like, yeah, I'm getting a lot of mocha lattes. And he's talking this fast. And he's like, Jerry, I love the mocha lattes. And sometimes I feel that way. Like I feel that I, I feel that caffeinated right now. Is that a bad thing? Uh, the alternative to this is me. I mean, I just this morning I could not. I've had such a full day. I woke up late. I was I set my alarm for fucking eight. No, seven forty five. Never am is that going to be what I'm going to do? Is get up at seven forty five. But I I high hopes. You know, set it, pressed it, slept. My second alarm that I knew was the one that was going to wake me up went off at fucking eight forty five. Hit that a couple times times uh sorry for the burp then I finally wake up 9 30 I got 30 minutes to prep for my show today I record my show from 10 to 12 on Sirius and um Bob Saget was on today Anya Andrew and then I was at the I was you know drinking coffee and eating my breakfast writing things down for the show and I was like mom do you want to be on the show today so she came in and sat in you should listen to the show tomorrow on Sirius I recorded it today it's one of the hardest times I've laughed in a while it's just complete inane silliness Bob Saget gets on the second half second hour of the show and he is just killing us we are laughing so hard we're crying my mom was wiping tears with her sleeves it was really fun it was just like the most fun radio and I'm really glad that I even get to tell you guys that because it reminds me that I'm having a great day. That was fucking great. It was the greatest. It was so fun to do radio. Um, it made me love everything about my job, my family, my friends. It was just the best thing. Then I got off the radio and had a, a, a call with my money guy, my guy who like invests for me. And I fucking avoid those so much, dude. I, I love my money guys. I'm grateful that I even have enough money to say that I have money guys. I don't like to talk about my money. I don't like to look at my money. I don't know how much money I have. I don't know. Um, thank God I have people taking the keeping an eye on it because you could rob me blind. And unless I had people monitoring it, I wouldn't know because I don't, I couldn't even, he told me a, a little bit ago, like he told me on the phone today and I know that number, what my, you know, what I'm worth if when everything's said and done felt like felt good. But in terms of like money that's accessible to me right now, I have no idea. I don't even know. I don't want to know. And I should know. These are things I'm all, I'm scared to know. I'm terrified of having financial, um, what's it? Clarity, uh, literacy for myself. You know, I just, it's something I've always avoided. I think I'm just scared that I'm going to call, like, I hate calling insurance companies. I hate calling anything about a bill. I just, and I know I'm not unique. I know no one likes dealing with shit and you guys just do it. Thank God I've been able to afford to pay people to do it because before I did that, it just didn't get done. I just, the only time I looked at my bank account was when I was blackout drunk. That was truly the only time I could do it. And then I quit drinking and I didn't look at it for years. Thank God quitting drinking made that bank account not even need to be looked at because I was making money because I wasn't spending it all drinking and then being hung over the next day. However, I am terrified that I'm going to call. This is my biggest fear. Let me, let me play it out for you. Okay, so right now, I have to call my therapist, my psychiatrist, and my old therapist, and I need to get all of the bills that uh, they've charged me, all of the invoices, and I need to send those to my assistant who just bought a printer so that she could print things up and scan them and send them to my insurance company. Now, listen, I don't have to do any of this shit. Like, she's doing all the hard work. All I'm doing is emailing, and I could really have her email them. Grace Ann, if you're listening, I know she is. 
Um, but e- I'm scared I'm going to email my old psychiatrist, right? Or my old therapist. And she's going to be like, oh, by the way, um, you owe me a million dollars for this one thing. And I feel like it's really unfair that you didn't pay me a million. Like, I'm just scared someone's going to slap me with a charge. And I'm very good about paying full. I never get a deal. I'm I'm Nikki, never get a deal glazer. I do not ever try to haggle anyone. I pay full price for everything. I don't ever want to make someone give something to me that they don't feel it's worth it ever, ever, ever. I hate it. That's why I do comedy for free so often. That's why I feel bad charging. I don't like it. Um, that's why I'm paying my rent right now. I just talked to my money guy and he said, you know, a lot of people aren't paying their rent. I go, how could I not pay my rent? And he's like, because you just, you could just not, you could just say you're not doing it. And you know, that they would be out because because of the situation. I go, but I can afford it. And they know that. They saw my money before I got the place. And he's like, yeah, but that doesn't, you could just decide you don't, you're not using it. So you could just decide you're not paying for it and you can't use it. So he goes, the thing is you'd owe it eventually. They would just stop your lease and then add it on. They would just start a 12 month lease whenever you picked it back up again. Like you would owe the money eventually. Because some people just aren't paying rent right now. I understand that if you can't afford it. But what if you can afford it? You got to keep paying. That's the right thing to do. And he told me, you go, he goes, yeah, Nikki, people that are still paying their rent even when they don't need to necessarily and because they can afford it, those people are doing the right thing. And he's like, I don't need to. Yeah, he was like, it just made me feel good. Like, yeah, you should just because you have the money doesn't mean or just because the only reason, I don't know. I just didn't know that people weren't paying for things that they could afford. It just doesn't, it's insane to me to be like, I'm not going to pay for that thing because it's, I know I signed a contract that I would pay for a year no matter what, but now I don't want to because I don't get to use it. So I'm not paying for it. Now it's different if you can't afford it, if you lost your job, but if you still can afford it, then you, you ought to pay for that thing. It's only right. And it will come back. Karma will come back. I People are still going to pay me for things that are I'm being canceled. I'm getting paid for something that was canceled. And I'm very grateful for it. And I didn't expect it either. It's just nice that they stuck to the contract. So I don't know. In conclusion. So yeah, then I, I have. Oh God, I got to go. This thing just goes so quick. I'm going to give myself two minutes to wrap this up. So anyway. Had a call with my money guy. Then I had a call with uh, another comedian about, you know, just the business. We were just talking about stuff. It was such a fun conversation. I always get a lot out of talking to my peers and connecting with people that I don't even want to talk to. We were talking some shit on text, me and Andrew Santino. If you haven't watched him on the show, Dave, apparently it's a great show. It's Little Dickie's new show. I'm going to check it out as soon as I um, finish up my other shows. I have no time right now. I'm so fucking, t- I'm so exhausted. I'm working too much. I have something due. Not only do that book, remember the book I was obsessed with, guys? It's not, it's on the fucking back burner. It's, you know, Fahrenheit 451, that bitch. I'll burn it down because right now I have a script due for the pilot episode of a show that has already, you know, the Quibi show I told you about that's coming out at, when I film it and TV shows get made. I'm writing the first episode and I'm just a weird perfectionist and I'm freaking out about it's not funny enough I can't I need a joke here I need a joke there it's just this line isn't funny I'm comparing it to 30 rock for some reason even though it's not 30 rock I'm comparing it to fleabag even though it's not fleabag and the thing is when you're writing a show you don't even know what it is so I need to be more careful about that but I am god the people working with me are tired of me 
not making up my mind about this script and wanting more time with it and making it better. I keep getting more time and they keep allowing me like they they want me to make it what I want it to be. But I keep and I'm so grateful. And then I sit down to work on it and it just feels overwhelming. So that is why I've given myself one hour today that I write about it that I write it. And if I can't get done in one hour, that's, sorry, that's a long time to spend writing on something when I'm also doing two hours of broadcasting, a podcast, um, and trying to lead a good life and get other stuff done. So that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to give myself an hour, set a timer. If I don't get it done in that hour, then I'm going to do an hour tomorrow until I get it done. And I'm sorry that people are waiting and I know they're not even listening to this podcast, but I'm tired of living tortured by the things I'm not getting done. However, I do want to look into this thing called Focus Mate. Now, if any of you out there, which I know there are bad procrastinators, there's this app that someone told me about. I think Reddit told me about it. That's what I call someone. And it's called Focus Mate. And you link up with someone. It's kind of like chat roulette, but without dicks. And you link up with it's, it's chat roulette, but it's people, random people who also need to get something done. And yes, some of them are trying to um, get the cum out of their penises. So whatever task you have I'm just kidding but you I guess you just like you get matched with someone who also needs to get something done and you hold each other accountable focus mate stop procrastinating boost productivity and get things done watch a 30 second video okay whether you're building okay so I see what they're doing here let me put it on mute whether you're building a business or wanting to get the cum out of your dick. Focus mate eliminates procrastination. Okay, so you attend, so you go live with someone in a 50 minute 50 minute work session. What you do is you show up, you share your first task and then you get to fucking work. I am sold. Does anyone want to go and focus mate with me and be accountable? I don't want to actually I don't want to do it with any fans. I'm sorry. I just want it to be random. But maybe I'll see you on there. Focusmate.com. Let's check it out. They're not paying for this. I just found out about them. Thank you guys for listening. I'll let you know how it goes on the podcast tomorrow. I love you so much. These are so fun for me to do. I hope they're fun for you to listen to. DM me anything you want me to talk about or get back to and I'll try to get to it. Um, I love you so much. Thanks for keeping me focused and accountable. Uh, squirt, squirt. Jackpot. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 